0: So I've been reading Mark's gospel at the end of it. It's kind of a, one of the stories of the resurrection. And I just want to have this be a little interactive. Okay, so I'm going to read a little part of this. And then we'll stop and discuss a little bit, okay? So when the Sabbath was over, think about this, you guys. Jesus was, uh, a lot of people who didn't have hope, when Jesus came along, suddenly they had hope. People that had been excluded and felt um, totally marginalized and and voiceless when Jesus came and and gave special attention to them, they felt seen, (laughs) maybe for the first time, okay? And he gave hope to people who were completely hopeless, like lepers, people like lepers, who leprosy was a disease that was incurable back then. And people who had leprosy had to yell out, you know, um, unclean, unclean. Just so that people could get you know get far away, I guess they didn't have masks or they were afraid that it was super contagious. and and so uh, anyway, they were people that there was no hope. and these people, Jesus healed. Jesus was healing and bringing people in who were the reject rejects of the society. And then so when he got arrested only three years into his ministry, and then not only was he arrested, but he was like, tortured and then convict, given the death penalty and uh, and he was executed, people's hopes were just dashed. Okay. I mean, imagine that you have this hope because there's this powerful teacher who represents you. Okay. And then boom, they're just snuffed out. They're given the worst kind of, cru- you know, worst kind of death, which is like public crucifixion, mm-hmm. you know, on a cross hanging there till you just die And then buried in a cave. Okay. And in Matthew's gospel, they even buried him in a cave and then put guards. They sealed off the cave and then they put armed guards there. So imagine that. That's pretty dead. Yeah. If you're dead, plus you have armed guards, you know, keeping anyone from your keeping you dead, keeping you in the grave. But in Mark's gospel, look what it says when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome. (laughs) bought spices so that they might come and anoint the dead body right very early on the first day of the week that's sunday by the way today they came to the tomb when the sun had risen they were saying to one another who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb because it was a big stone looking up they saw that the stone had been rolled away oh wow okay what's up with that And Imagine that you're going to um, visit your mom's grave or your dad's grave or someone you love's grave. We were just talking about this, like if if anyone, has anyone been to a burial like the Swinomish Reservation burial grounds or, or say, you know, on College Way at the cemetery there, you know, like imagine going to the grave three days after, hey, and you get to the graveyard and, uh, and the and the bear the, the grave has been unearthed. It's it's and um and there's the casket and it's open, okay. And there's no body in the casket, okay. What would you be thinking?
1: Grave robbers. You're you're
0: bringing the flowers there and everything, and you get to the grave, and uh, you go up to the grave, and uh, like I go to my mom's grave up on Pleasant Ridge. She died a year ago in three days now, uh, last year, and it's. Uh, going there, and if I found that um, the grave was, was dug up, okay, um, what, would, what would you be thinking? If the grave was dug up and the casket was opened and there wasn't a body in it? Anymore, I think it would be different. Okay, and then so then look what they find. Um, and they saw a young man sitting at the right wearing a white robe. Okay, and they were amazed. Okay, now it's getting really weird. So there's a young man sitting there wearing a white robe next to the grave that's open. Now, what would you be thinking? How did he get that open? (laughs) Okay, a white robe. That sounds like kind of a religious looking person, right? But he's a young guy. So what is he? Is he an angel? Is he uh, some kind of a very unusual it's very unusual to see a young man in a white robe. Have you ever seen anyone like that around here lately? So I, I don't think they were used to seeing that either. Okay, so this is crazy, this story, okay? This is Easter story. Um, and then they, he says to them, do not be amazed. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the grave is dug up and uh, you're sitting here um, with a white robe on and the stone has been rolled away or whatever, right? You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who has been crucified. Okay, yeah, we know that. He was crucified. You know, we, we know that. He has risen. He is not here. Behold, here's the place where they laid him. Okay, check out the grave. Okay, check out the cave. It was a cave back then, right? But today it would have been a grave. Uh, but go, tell his disciples and Peter. He's going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Okay. What would you be thinking?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. So um, what kind of thoughts would you have if that happened to you? Someone who has been brutally executed who was put in that grave and it's been three days. Okay. And they were very dead when they were put in that grave and now they're not there, but you don't see him. You just see the grave open. And if someone's telling you, who's wearing a white robe, who's tells you don't be amazed, you know, don't freak out. Okay. Don't freak out. Right. Um, and he's going to meet you. He's not dead. See the place where he was laid. He's not dead. He's risen. So what would you be thinking? <laughs> you mean you'd be you would be scared you would have thought you were dead okay
1: if it was my if it was like my child or my family i would be i want him now i want to see him now
0: you you'd want to see him now yeah yeah okay I Took him. any other thoughts about what you'd be thinking here okay here's what happened look verse eight they went out and they fled from the tomb you know what fled means took off, ran. they took off running for their lives okay like they got the willies they got completely flipped, freaked out they ran for their lives right mm-hmm. for trembling and astonishment had gripped them and they said nothing to anyone but they were afraid you know that that's where this gospel ends in in the oldest manuscripts that's where the gospel of Matthew of Mark ends right there like if you go to the oldest manuscripts of the of the New Testament Greek Bible that's where it ends right there so that's what we're left with is these women who go there they find the tomb empty and they flip out and they run uh, terrified and they don't tell anyone anything so what how is that good news I don't think good news happened yet. You <laughs> <laughs> should go back and speak there, Daniel. No, we'll go back and speak to the, the <laughs> Mary's sign. Okay, not yet, though. Okay, but yeah. this is where the gospel ended yeah, in, in, in all the ancient manuscripts, ended right here. Just in Mark. Just in Mark. Yeah, in Mark. Right. Okay. That's weird. I didn't know that. Okay, well, what's interesting is that if you knew that this guy was alive, what would you be thinking? Would you be scared to, to run into him? Would you be scared to tell the disciples? Yeah, for sure. they think you were nuts. they think you definitely needed to be committed somewhere. Up your mat, Robin. Okay, so, but imagine if you, okay, Here's the here's the reality. I think it's kind of amazing that the story ends here because basically this is where we're at. Jesus is, he's alive, and he's at large, and he's out to run into us. He's he's likely to run into us, and he's conquered death, and he's, but this is a, this is a human, a human one who's beaten death, but I mean, I don't know, that would, that freaks the heck out of me, thinking about running into him, okay, because he's beaten death, and he's, he's alive. That's the Christian message. That's the message of hope is that we have a God who became a man, okay? God, became, God sent his son. He gave his life to love the least and the most broken and marginalized, rejected people who loved him, but then the authorities killed him. And they thought He'd done, they'd done away with him, but they hadn't, Mm-mm. they haven't. And he's at large and he's the same Jesus, defender of the criminals, you know, lover of the felons, love, lover of the of the addicts, of the meth heads, or whatever, the tweakers. Jesus loves tweakers.
1: Yeah, he does. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> he does. He,
0: and he would never even use that term because that's a negative term. And I don't mean to use it in a negative way. I think he loves, he loves people. He loves undocumented immigrants. He loves uh, people who are trans and who aren't sure if they're male or female or what they are. He loves, okay, loves. And that love brings about, um, transforms, okay. So let's just read this next little part. So are you guys ready to meet this one? They're, they were trembling. They went out and they fled. They ran as fast as they could. What were they running from? Their human initiative. Their <laughs> human action. Their human action? Okay. What do you mean, Chucky? i like when they're in the face of the moment. What do you do in fear? Defend yourself. Defend yourself, wrong. okay. They they same kind sure. of fear, fear, flight, or fight or flight. Flight, okay. So he, they're not fighting, but they're flight, fight or flight. They're <laughs> fleeing.
1: In the Bible, whenever they'd see angels or whatever, it would be a lot that they'd be riddled when with fear. Mean, like bad. things that don't aren't the norm for us, we don't take too well. I don't
0: think we're fearful enough. I don't think we're fearful enough. We don't really think anything is going to happen if Jesus meets us. We're not sure anything's going to happen. Has anyone happen. been? Has anyone here been really surprised when you suddenly had a meeting with God? Yeah, you want to tell us about it, Craig? <laughs> uh,
1: I wasn't like you. I wasn't expecting it, but I've been.
0: You want to come up here? and share? Craig was telling me a little bit of a story. I just met him today. He's a friend of someone I've known, Gracie and I've
1: known for twelve years <laughs> from South Africa. Hi everybody hi <laughs> i'm uh, I'm Craig from South Africa. Um, I what happens when I'd been searching for God for a long time and uh, and when God found me it was when somebody prayed with me, literally because I had a sore stomach and and when did that happen? This was in January this year. and uh, so that was the the last thing I was expecting when somebody prayed for me just because I had a The sore stomach and what happened was I was immersed in love and you know the interesting thing you were saying about God my feeling in that moment was why was I trying to find him that love is always there I was just blocking it with all my searching and all my ideas about how it works and it was just an unconditional love greater than anything I've ever experienced uh, and then she prayed for me again the second night, and it happened again. <laughs> and this time, God cleaned out some shame in my life. Uh, I was abused when I was a child. Um, and I, and <coughs> there was some spirit in me that was, I don't know how to explain it, that was dark. That took about two hours of me. Mm-hmm. Once again, though, consistently, even in that, and it was hard. It was painful. It was just that love all the time. And the biggest thing I took away from that is we have all these conditions about how love works and what we have to do, what I have to do. But it doesn't work like that. That love is just there. (laughs) We're the ones... I remember a saying that I never really understood. If God feels far away, who moved? You know, it's me. (laughs) It's not God. Um, Yeah, so, so... and so surprising, I wasn't expecting it at all. Um, and it changes you, like you said, it changes you. Um, yeah. And then we then the challenges <laughs> we're called to do something, I think, with that, or to share that. So I'm sharing that with you. And uh, and this is somebody I've been in Buddhist monasteries in Japan, and I've been to ashrams doing yoga for three hours a day, trying to, you know, meditating. All of that stuff was great, but, uh, but God was there all along. I just didn't know how to just accept the love. I just didn't know how to do that. And I still can't explain it to you, but I was broken enough that I accepted it and it mm. just flew in. It just, like you said, it just, and, and Bob was sharing it. It was just like a fire. And it was greater than than anything I can never explain. And this is from somebody who... Uh, who was searching but didn't really believe in Christ as a redeemer. You know, that was a nice story of a good man that brought the earth off people, you know. But and finally the final thing I want to say is when you understand that love, as, as Bob says, that love for the marginalized, that love for the people that are rejected, the love for people that are broken, it's just that's powerful, man. Because I don't know, if, it's hard to love people that are broken, and that's what he did. Yeah, so I, I pray that all of you feel that love. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so, wow. Thank you very much,
0: Craig. So, <laughs> check this out, you guys. So, Jesus, he's out. He's at large. Okay? And through the Holy Spirit, right? Because Jesus uh, sent his Holy Spirit, so he's invisible, and so we don't even know when he's lurking and ready to just, you know, surprise us. And so, we, we want to try to open ourselves up to that surprising love that is after us, looking, after, looking for us, right? Who wants to win us over and heal us and, and just change our lives. And that's the love that is uh, from the resurrected one. So just I'm just going to read the rest of this. Um, so um, they went out and they fled, right, from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had gripped them and uh, they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. And the word afraid here can also mean they were in awe. Okay? And so I like that. And that, that is a nice way to end it. Because if you think, if you're, if you're just out and you're kind of in awe, but it's fear, there's a little bit of fear, too, because you don't know what's going to happen if this Jesus meets you. Because you're not going to be the same after the meeting. When, when we let God touch us, we're not going to be the same. And that's kind of scary. But it's good. It's a good kind of fear. It's kind of a, right? So then look what happens. Now, after he'd risen early on the first day of the week, he first appeared to Mary Magdalene from whom he'd cast out seven demons. She went and reported to those who had been with him while they were mourning and weeping. When they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they refused to believe it. Okay. Why would they refuse to believe it? Human in What's that? A human in action. Human in action. Maybe they yeah. wanted to stay inactive? Well, it's They know what they've gone through with Jesus. He trained them for this event. But it's coming from a woman back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shuck there could you. have been some male superiority going on there for sure. So like yeah. the
1: women that got to first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting that it's reading. Was it's interesting that women were at the tomb, and that in "You know that they had, just had enough belief to be in fear and still go out." It's the disciples who, who, were were the, first. who couldn't believe from, from Mary Magdalene. First.
0: Okay, so that's right. So listen to this now. After that, he appeared in different, in a different form to two of them. These are guys this time, I think. It doesn't say actually. While they were walking along on their way to the country. They went away and reported to the others, but they didn't believe them either. Okay, now, uh, afterwards, he appeared to the 11. So Jesus isn't giving up. He keeps appearing, even when people don't believe. So if you don't believe, okay, you're in trouble. He's not going to give up on you.
1: It's the same today.
0: Not in trouble in a bad way, in a good way, okay? Afterwards, he appeared to the 11 themselves as they were reclining at the table. So they were having meal together, potluck. And he reproached them. That means he got on their cases for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who had seen him after he'd risen. And then he said to them, go into all the world, and preach the gospel to all creation. So even if they didn't believe, he still still sent them out. Isn't that cool? So anyway, let's pray. So God, thank you that you never give up on us and that you believe in us even when we don't believe in you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you believe in each one of us even when sometimes we don't believe in you. Help us to not be so afraid that we close ourselves out to you. Help us to open our hearts to your love and to let you uh, transform us. Help us to be expecting you to show up. And we welcome you right now to just show up and change our lives. And just bless us, we pray, um, with your holy, beautiful presence of your Holy Spirit. Uh, Right now, just come, resurrected one. Send. Just set us on fire with your love. Jesus' name, amen.